We want to explore all sports and competitions on a deeper level in order to understand the less mainstream topics and events. We here at Deep Dive Sports not only want you to walk away having learned something, but for us to have learned something new as well. Now don't get us wrong, we will do our best to cover the big events, but our main goal is to give you a different perspective on some of the overlooked sports and competitions across the globe. We hope you're ready to learn, laugh, and have fun because we are excited to bring you this podcast. Please sit back, relax, and dive deep into these topics with us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Deep Dive Sports. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Italian sport of bocce. So when we discuss a new sport, I like to understand why the sport became popular in the country that the game was created. So naturally, I asked myself the same question when doing research for this episode. And basically, I came to two conclusions. First is how laid back the game is. You know, with life in Italy being a little bit more laid back than in the U.S., Bashi kind of fits perfectly with the Italian lifestyle. And secondly is ease of play. The rules of Bashi are fairly easy to learn, as we will discuss later in the episode. It's also not a physically demanding sport. So family members of all ages are able to play and it allows for families and friends to get together on the weekend and, you know, play a couple of games of bocce and just have a good relaxing time. So not only is bocce popular in Italy where it was created, but it's also growing in popularity around the world, especially in the U.S. So David will explain why this is. I wanted to take this from the perspective of why this was such a cultural icon, because like many other things that are popular here in the United States, it was brought over from whatever home country in which the people have emigrated from. In this case, it's Italy. Not only is it a very popular pastime for millions of Americans, it's very popular for those of Italian descent. Much like many of the other sports that we have talked about, for example, Gaelic football and rugby, it's about really remembering and honoring the life back home in Italy. It's a sport or game that can be played at any age. It's a sport or game that provides relaxation for many. And simply put, much like the sports in Ireland and what they mean to the Irish Americans, bocce is the same thing for the Italians and the Italian Americans. Thanks, David. And now to Nick, who will give a brief history of the sport. All right, everybody. Just like every other week, we're going to hit your favorite section. That's going to be the history section. So, bocce is a ball sport belonging to the bulls family, closely related to British bulls and French patonque, which is a common ancestor from ancient games played in the Roman Empire. Bocce ball was first documented in a 5200 BC painting of two boys playing, which was discovered by an English scientist, Sir Francis Petrill, in an Egyptian tomb. In 600 BC, bocce was picked up by the Greeks and passed to the Romans. It was played everywhere from the churches and castles to the city streets. People from all walks of life could play the game, young or old, man or woman. In 1319 AD, bocce ball was actually prohibited for people of lesser nobility because it was felt that it diverted attention from more important tasks, such as archery and war training. In 1519, bocce became a public game again, and it was played in places such as Flanders, Holland, and Belgium. But it wasn't until Giuseppe Garibaldi, who actually was responsible for unifying and nationalizing Italy, popularized the sports as it is known today. But over time, bocce has frequently lost 
and then gained popularity throughout the ages. And in 1896, during a resurgence of its popularity, the first bocce Olympiad was actually held in Athens, Greece. Bocce has been a part of international sports ever since. Developed into its present form in Italy, bocce has played around Europe and in other areas with Italian immigrants, including Australia, North America, and South America, principally Argentina and Rio Grande do Sul. The popularity of the game spread first amongst descendants of Italian immigrants, but has slowly spread into the wider community of the rest of the world. Bocce has also become a tournament sport. Tournaments are usually held weekly, some carrying large cash awards for their winners. Bocce is now a part of the World Corporate Games and is an event in the Special Olympics. And it is also being proposed to be in the Olympics. Bocce can be played upon any level surface by anyone who is willing to try it. It is a game for all ages, genders, and athletic ability. It is a very versatile game in which the rules may be changed according to players, and play may range from a nearly non-existent set of rules to the strictest of tournament rules. The accessibility of bocce to people of all ages and abilities has seen it grow in popularity amongst Special Olympic programs globally, and is now the third most played sports among Special Olympic athletes. Bocce has seen many changes throughout the ages and has evolved from being a crude sport played with round rocks or even coconuts to the modern game with composites or metal balls. Bocce has also been known under many different names, such as lawn bowling, nine pins, skittles, and petonk, and has seen many rule changes as well. The popularity of bocce in America has been on the rise since it swept through California in 1989. Today, there are more than 25 million bocce enthusiasts that have heard of the sport, played recreationally, or play on a structured court in the United States today. Going back to some of those different variations of the game, one being bocce volo. This variation uses a metal ball, which is thrown overhand after a run-up to a throw line. In that latter respect, it is similar to a French bolace game. The second being Bachia. This style of bocce was created for persons with disabilities. It is a short range game played with leather balls on an indoor smooth surface. Bocce was first introduced to the Paralympics in the 1984 New York Stroke Mandeville Summer Games and is one of the only two Paralympic sports that do not have an Olympic counterpart, the other being goalball. Now on to the rules. So the rules of bocce are as follows. For the teams, there can only be four players maximum, with each player carrying or throwing two bocce balls. Each team is allowed one or more substitutions per team during the game. Each team is allowed to have two to three players present at the match. A team without a minimum of two players present at the start of a scheduled match will forfeit the match, and the opposing team will be awarded 12 points. Each team must have a team captain. This team captain will determine or participate in the following. The coin toss, the assignage of any positions to the players, and can assign a player to act as the end captain. Only the team and end captains can enter the court for any necessary measurements. 
Now, the coin toss. Each team will begin with a coin toss between team captains. This will determine the type of throw, Polino or Bocce, and the color of ball that will be used by the opposing team. If the same two teams are playing each other again, players can be substituted for each other in between games. The only thing that remains the same is that one player cannot play in the same position two games in a row. The Polino is the first ball put into play and is thrown underhand from behind the pointing foul line. The ball must end up across the center line and a foot from the sideboard. If the first throw fails to accomplish this goal, this throw then goes to the opposing team. If the second throw fails, the ball will be placed within the foul line in order to speed up play. Once a Polino is in play, the Polino can be knocked anywhere on the court except back over the center line of the or out of the court. The bocce throw. All balls will be thrown underhand. The initial Polino thrower will also throw the first bocce ball. All throws must be made from behind the initial pointing foul line. Any throw released from beyond that foul line will be considered a throw for points. Any throw released from beyond that foul line and before hitting any other foul line will be considered a throw to hit or to spock other balls. Each succeeding ball is thrown by the team that does not have the ball closest to the Polino. Hitting or spocking is permitted. A player must inform the official referee or their opponent, if there is no official referee, that they intend to go past the pointing foul line to deliver a hit or a spot. The thrown ball is removed from play if the Polino or another ball is not hit, even if the ball does not hit the backboard. Balls may be bounced off or played against sideboards. A ball hitting the backboard without first touching the Polino or another bocce ball is a dead ball and is removed from play. If a player throws the wrong color ball, it is replaced with the correct color ball after the ball comes to a rest. If a player throws when the other team should throw or throws more than two balls, that ball is removed from play. Volo shooting, lifting the ball in the air, beyond the center line of the court is not permitted. A bocce ball for whatever reason that goes outside the court is a dead ball and is removed from play for that frame. Now the foul line. Pointing and hitting foul lines must be clearly marked across the playing surface for foul line violations to be officially called and penalties applied. Players must may step on but never over the proper foul line before releasing the Polino or bocce ball. If a player's toe exceeds the width of the proper foul line before releasing a ball, they will receive one warning. Subsequent fouls will result in nullifying the Polino throw or the removal of the thrown bocce ball from play. For standard penalties, the violation of any rule that requires the removal of a bocce ball from play, that ball is immediately removed from play until the frame has been completed. The violation must be called and the ball removed before the next ball is thrown. If the ball is not removed the next ball before the next ball is played, the ball remains in play for the rest of the frame. If possible, any balls moved because of the action of the violation ball are reset to their approximate original position. If balls are sufficiently moved that the approximate original positions cannot be determined, the opposing team has the option to leave the balls as they lay or replay the frame. For the scoring, the official score for the frame is determined after all eight balls have been played and measured to the captain's satisfaction. One point is awarded for each ball of the team that is closer to the Polino than the opponent's closest ball. One to four points. The team that scores in the last frame throws the Polino in the next frame and play continues above. If each team team's closest 
balls are tied. No score is made, and the play continues at the opposite end with the team scoring points in the previous frame delivering the Polino. The team that first scores 12 points wins the game. Matches are determined by either the league or tournament. Matches typically are decided by best two out of three games, three out of five, etc., etc. However, a typical match is three games. In terms of substitution, it is the responsibility of each team player to obtain a substitute and notify the team captain if they cannot play a scheduled game. Substitutes must be extra players on the team or on the league's substitutes roster. A team player who is playing a scheduled game that week may not substitute on another team. Substitutions may only be made between games or between frames. A late arriving player or substitute may enter the game in a vacant position at any time between frames. A team with four players on the court may make up to four substitutions between the games, but only one during the game. A player replaced during a game cannot re-enter that game or the next game. Now, for the official referees, they can only be used during the actual official tournaments. Referees shall be qualified bocce experts and fully knowledgeable of the league tournament rules. Referees shall have a copy and enforce all game rules. All indeterminations and measurements are made by the referee. The referee determines the points for each frame and reports the points score to scorekeepers. The referee shall not give advice to either team or coach players as to where they direct their throw. The referee has the final word in disputes and must document any formal objections or protests for future action by the club, league, or tournament committee. Formal objections or protests must be made by the team captain before the next ball is played. A referee, for valid reasons, may allow a timeout to up to 10 minutes maximum. The official referee has the option, after one or more warnings to the player and or team captain, to eject a player for continued rule violation, arguing or disrupting play. Thanks, David. Now to Nick, where he will give a rundown of Major League Bocce, which is one of the largest bocce leagues in the United States. Thanks, Dom. And David, I know that was really hard probably to get through because there's a lot of information, but you did a great job, and I know our listeners will think so as well. The Major League Bocce was formerly known the DC Bocce League, which was founded in 2004 by a close group of friends who lived in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Washington, D.C. After playing with other recreational leagues around town, the founders decided to put together a social sports experience that was more in tune with their own lifestyle. It wasn't long before the D.C. Bocce League began to expand to multiple locations throughout the D.C. metro area, and after several years of operating, the D.C. Bocce League found such great success that they put together an expansion strategy to bring bocce to locations outside of D.C. In 2011, the team was able to launch Major League Bocce in Philadelphia, their first location outside of D.C., and then in 2012, Major League Bocce expanded to their next location of Boston and continued to grow over the next few years. Today, they operate leagues in over 11 cities across the U.S., such as Austin, Boston, Charlotte, Cleveland, Dallas, Delaware, Houston, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Richmond, and Washington, D.C., where they were founded. And the leagues register over 12,000 players per year, which makes Major League Bocce the largest organized bocce league in the United States. 
With bocce becoming more popular in the United States, people have wanted to compete at a high level for a while now. And along with what Nick just described, there are major tournaments held throughout the United States as well. There are two in particular that I wanted to highlight. First is the World Series of Bocce, which is held in Rome, New York. The World Series of Bocce actually started in an ice rink in 1974 with the first tournament consisting of 40 teams. And over the years, this number has grown to 150 teams, including women's teams. Each year, about three to 4,000 people attend over a four-day period, and more and more people come each year. Because of the rapid growth and need of support of a local bocce club, the founders of the tournament actually sold the rights to the tournament to the Tokalana Club for $1. Also, during the tournament, the club holds a skills tournament in honor of the founding members. The next tournament is the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce, which is held in Wycliffe, Ohio. This has been running for 37 years and consists of 100 teams across the United States and Canada. Roughly 12,000 people come to watch matches and listen to music over the course of a weekend, and the championship game is even broadcasted on Facebook and YouTube. Additionally, a couple years back, there was a documentary that was actually filmed on the tournament called Breaking Balls, which is available on Amazon Prime. So now I'm going to send it to Nick, who will start the final thoughts. This is a sport that I had no idea existed probably until I want to say about a year ago. So back in about like 2019, Dom actually invited me to go to the Cleveland Challenge Cup, which is held in Wycliffe, like he stated. And I had no idea what this sport was. And I had no idea that it was such a big deal within those communities across the United States. And after spending, we must have been there for about three hours and kind of watching everybody play and have fun and there was music and food. It was almost it was almost more about spending time with people than it really was about playing bocce, which was amazing to really experience. And the game itself is is super fun. It's super simplistic, um, almost kind of like cornhole or horseshoes. Yes, the rules section seemed to kind of <laughs> be really long, and David did an amazing job going through that. But don't let that scare you about this game because like Dom said, it is super easy to play for everyone. It is super simplistic once you kind of get the hang of it. And it again, it is more about spending time with family, friends, and random people that you meet and eating food, drinking, listening to music. Again, like always, this is a perfect topic for us to kind of go over and take a deep dive on. And I am really glad that we got to do this and uh, share this topic with you guys. I tend to agree with Nick on the front that the rules really do make it sound super complicated, even though it probably is a very simple game to learn and play and all. And unlike Nick, I was I was aware of the game like much longer than last year. Like I've, I've heard of it, but I never really played or ever watched a match or anything. And that's primarily because I'm more familiar with cornhole. That's something I grew up playing and a lot of fun playing as well, especially with my family. And this is kind of along the same lines from not only Nick's stories, but just listening from the other guys that it's about the family and just having fun. At some point, I do want to try this and definitely give it a chance. So bocce is a sport that 
I kind of grew up around. I grew up in Wycliffe and my dad is a member of the Wycliffe Italian American Club. So I've been going down there since I was in middle school, I believe, like late elementary, early middle school. So I kind of grew up around the sport and have been playing it for years. And I'm, I'm glad that we got the opportunity to to talk about this because, you know, it's been part of my life for a while. And, you know, I definitely learned a little bit more about it. And I'm glad Nick and David and our listeners got to learn more about it as well. So with that being said, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Deep Dive Sports. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.